What's happening, guys? Episode 60, Nothing Loose Podcast. I'm Tony, your co-host. I'm Joey, your co-host. <laughs> hey, it's us again. Episode 60. Um, we came a long way. We're still going. I don't even know why I said that. It's not necessary. Nine more to go to the fa- to your favorite oh, episode. Interesting. Oh, man. Did anybody even think of that? No. Tony did. I did. I'm waiting for it. I'm yeah. hyped. Like, I think we should like have food over and just like... Have, have a, corn dogs, uh, obviously. We should we should throw a party for all of our guests on episode sixty nine, and then just that's that's what the episode is going to be. And just a bunch of people here. Yeah, that'd be fun, huh? Um, so today we've got a really awesome guest. Yep, Sutra Kumar. She's yep. going to come on. Um, Where is she? She's teaching a class right now. I think right. right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So so she she's on her way. Um, but we wanted to have this time just to kind of hang out. Um, decompress and just talk about a couple things between Joey and Tony. Shit the shit. Yeah. Um, Shoot the shit. So a couple big things are happening for me. I started that new job and I promised an update to everybody. So it's going really well. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a really fun job. I'm really enjoying myself. And that little change that I made in my life is, you know, benefiting a lot of other aspects, you know, stress. And uh, even though the, the drive schedules, yeah, the drive sucks, but... It, it it's all good because the area you're in is like brings a little up no i would up. yeah i won't uh, name it but like you know it gives you up there i mean it's a little excited it gets me down there if that's <laughs> but um so i want to talk about something real quick and then you want to talk about something real quick and then our guest will be here i feel just like, like that i feel like your thing is more important so i'm gonna start with my thing go for it okay warm so, it up uh, recently, there's been a lot of backlash for this show called Black Mirror. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. It's like a modern-day Twilight Zone. And I'm talking specifically about an episode. I think it's season five, episode one. Um, the one with the actor from Marvel. He's He, he plays Sam. Uh, I don't know his name. But this is what happens in the episode. And then you tell me what you think. And then I'm going to tell you what I think. Okay. So... It's two friends that have known each other for like a long time, okay. and one of them either develops video games or got his hands on like a new virtual reality video game mm-hmm. where you just like plug in, and then you're in the game. You're in it. You're live. You have somebody else's body. You have a character's body. Like VR? Uh, well, I mean, it's even more advanced, like this little button that you just like kind of stick on your head, and then it just like plugs you in, you okay. know? But like when you're in the video game, mm-hmm. you don't have your body. You have somebody else's body. Like a character's body. Okay. So in this case, it's a one-player versus one-player fighter, kind of like uh, mm-hmm. Tekken mm-hmm. or Mortal Kombat where, you know, they're fighting. Yep. Um, so you don't have your own body. Right. You're in a virtual reality space, so it's not reality. Uh-huh. Okay. What eventually ends up happening is their characters in the game end up having sex. Hey. And this becomes a thing. They enter the game to have sex. They don't enter the game to play the game. They just sort of have sex. Are you having sex with just a random person? No, no, no. It's two specific people. Okay. But you're having sex as that character, not as your outside person. Yes. So you have no idea who you're really having sex with. Yes. Okay. Well, you know who it is. It's like, you you know, like, let's say... You know the character. You, yeah. You, yeah. You, you know the person who's playing the character. Oh, okay. So, right. like, let's say me and you logged in. It would uh-huh. say, like, you know, Joey is online oh, and okay. then Tony is online and then we right. would talk. Yeah. And, you know. Um, so they end up having sex and then 
uh, pretty much it gets to the point where there's a lot of confusion because one of the guys, the main character, mm-hmm. is married and has kids. Oh. And then the other guy is like a bachelor, but he like, you know, sleeps around and he's living that life. Yeah. Uh, the guy who's a bachelor gets addicted to it. The guy who's married tries to cut it off. Right. Like, I don't want to get caught up type of thing. Yeah. yeah. And then when it ends up happening from there. Got me feeling her caught up. Yeah, and I don't know what it is. I'm 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 tell you the kicker is like after I tell you the plot. So all this happens, the friend gets addicted, he's like, you know, really pressuring the other guy, the other guy cuts it off, months go by, mm-hmm. and then they do it again. Hey. The married guy is like, This is crazy. I want to meet you in person. They met, they kissed in real life. Okay. No sparks. They ended up having a fist fight over it. Oh, you're a horrible kisser. And then the Peace wife out. found out. Dumped them. I mean, divorced. And then he is now allowed to like play the video game and have virtual sex once a month. And then the wife goes out and like sleeps with somebody in real life and cheats. <laughs> okay. And then the bachelor guy is just you know okay with his once a month thing. So the kicker is that the friend. Yeah. Plays a female character. Oh. The main character is is a guy in life mm-hmm. and in the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. What what do you think about that? Like automatically, what clicks in your head? Uh, a lot of things. One of them is, damn, this wife just played the game right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like sexually wise, is anything sexually charged in that story to you? That the guy is portraying to be like what well, he's by, no. That's it, right there. So there's a lot of backlash on Twitter and shit like that saying that, um, you know, this is promoting the gay agenda mm. and it's like gay shit and all this stuff, right? It's just because it's that time of month. It's Pride Month, you know? Like, Well, sure. I, so I think the episode was released like either last month or earlier this oh, okay, year. Like, so they're still It's bringing. a brand new season, yeah. Okay. So all this shit happened. But your automatic, you know, or not automatic, but if you had thought about it with the sexually charged comment, you were like, he's bi, right? Hey. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what I think, and then let's get into what you want to talk about. Okay. Um, so I think that there is nothing gay about this episode at all, uh-huh. right? Why do I think that? So number and by the way, I got to give a shout out to Roy who prompted me with this question Roy, this morning at the gym. So you know, hats off to you, Roy. You got the wheels turning, and I wanted to speak on this because I think it's crazy. But the episode number one it outlines, you know. Reality versus virtual reality. Right. Two two different things. That's two different metaphysical realms, right? Mm-hmm. Number one, the character bodies as well. Okay. So you're not in your right body. Yeah. You're in the, your ideal body? Or do you... No, just like yeah. a fighter's body or okay. a character that you choose, you right. know? Um, another thing mm-hmm. is that, you know, even though mentally they're the same person, the uh, feelings and sensations that they're having are going to be like gender specific so the guy who plays the girl he makes a comment in the episode saying like because the other one's like what does it feel like to have sex being a girl because he's a guy and he says oh like having sex as a guy is like a it's like a guitar solo but having a sex as a woman having a sex having sex as a woman is like an entire orchestra Mm -hmm. so he's addicted to the sensation he's not addicted to having sex with a dude he's addicting he's addicted to the physical sensation right there's nothing gay there you know because Hmm. It's a physiological trait for you to want sexual sensations. Right. Not gay. Human. Right? (laughs) Not only that, but the doubt of cheating 
on the married guy side is what led him to cut it off. Right. And then they met in real life and kissed and no sparks. Not gay. Hmm. They fist fought over it because they felt weird. Not gay. Right? There's nothing there's nothing gay about this episode. And then the whole wife thing, thinking that it's cheating, I mean, I kind of think that that's emotionally cheating. Yeah. But again, it's virtual reality. You know? I don't know, man. Um she just but, she wanted to get out, so she exactly. used it as her leverage. Exactly. Like, hold up, yeah, caught you. But yeah. I've been probably doing this on the side. And in the very beginning of the episode, she was waiting for him to show up for like their anniversary dinner. She got hit on by a guy, and so I mean, she was already on the prowl. So I think she used that as an out, just like, like you. I still got it. Uh huh. Yeah. I think that you need to watch the episode just to watch it. Yeah, but, but it, again, it was good thing that I didn't watch it because then I asked the question like somebody like listening is like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So. I mean, no, like this, I'll watch it now. this episode was such, it was like, for me, it was one of my favorite ones. It was like a really deep philosophical look at personal identity crisis, mm-hmm. at alternate realities, um, at, you know, consequential actions. Yeah. I mean, there are so many like intelligent, highbrow aspects about this episode, but all these dumbasses on Twitter are like, oh, that's, that's just some gay shit. Like, I can't believe it. It's, it's not. It's, it's not. And like, it pisses me off. Just bash it. Yeah, because, because well, if like, it's trending, you want to jump on that train yeah. just like anything else. Like, choo choo, let's go all aboard. But it's like nothing gay even happened. Like they pecked on the mouth. It's not even like they had a full makeout session. Like they kissed on the lips. And yes, but like I mean, nothing happened after that. But then it's cool for you to for you to watch a movie like Black Swan, where mm-hmm. like two chicks literally go down on each other. Yeah, and like that's totally fine. But two dudes peck on the mouth, and it's gay shit. Like I don't know, man. Whatever. It's just. <laughs> That's just something I want to talk about. Like you, you've got to. I mean, you've, you've got to set the bar a little bit higher for you know, for sure. seeing stuff like that and acting intelligently and like analyzing the actual episode for its underlying meanings, not just some gay shit. Whatever. It's the people that never probably watched the whole thing too. Yeah, I mean, most of it. Like just watch that one episode, not the build up or anything leading yeah. to it. Well, you've never seen the show. I should tell you that each episode is its individual story, so there none of them are connected. But what well, kind of episode once it was kind of connected with this one if she was on the prowl and knew she still got it? It's one episode. It's about an hour and a half long, though. Oh, OK. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like a mini movie. Mm. Yeah. But that was just my rant. I just want to talk about that because like that's crazy. People need to have a, a more open mind. We need a nothing to lose podcast Twitter just so I can hear you go off. On it's that just with it's stupid. It's, it's like, <laughs> dumb, just argue you know, people. I'll give you the login. I just want to see you just go ahead like, on people. People are so shallow with that. You're it's so Twitter. shallow. It's Twitter for you. I know. I know, man. Whatever. Like, oh, you're just promoting the gay agenda. What gay agenda, bro? Like everybody who's gay doesn't want to be gay. Like, why would you want to make your life harder than it is? And he explained his reasoning for what he did. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it's it's crazy. Like. There, there is no gay agenda. You can't convert gays. Either you're born gay or you're not born gay. Just like you're born, you know, white or black or, uh, you know, whatever with any sort of, I don't know, if, if you're born with one leg instead of two, that's the same as like being gay or not. It's just like a thing you're born with, man. Your toes, you know? your fingers. Yeah, yeah whatever. Oh, <sighs> people, Usa. people really grind my Usa. gears, man. Grinding your gears grind every gears. day. Um, so you want to talk about something? Even more specific, and this is going to be good because I think that we hit on it pretty pretty well last couple episodes. So yeah, what happened to you? What happened to me? Um, well, if you're listening, it's a Thursday, and I got hit by like at least four people. Like, hey, it's Tuesday. What's up? No new podcast. Damn. So uh, at least the love is real right there. Like people know that we're we're a Tuesday thing, so that's cool. Um, but just we could have probably recorded earlier, but we wanted to have a guest on next, so we just pushed it back to Thursday. So. 
here we are. But in the meantime, I also got another DM from a friend. They reached out to me. They said, hey, I'm going, I do you, in your podcast, have you guys ever really talked about how to deal with the breakup? And then I thought, like, I took a second, pause. And I'm like, well, we did kind of, kind of touched on it, but we really didn't give, like, specifics of how to handle it or how you can handle it when that scenario comes. And I feel like we've grown a lot since we talked about it before because I remember back, back in the beginning episodes, we would talk about it back with what, episode 2015, back then in the day. So I felt like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring up this topic. Obviously, I won't mention you, but I want to talk about it and bring it more current. And we've gone through some shit. We've grown as people and we're still not mature, but we're not immature. So how do you deal with a breakup? Um, okay. So theoretically versus actually dealing with a breakup, mm-hmm. two different things. Right. So I'm going to tell you my ideal situation. Okay. My ideal situation is that one of the people involved in the relationship realizes, hey, I kind of don't want to spend the rest of my life with you mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, you know, like that's fine. I, I feel like that's more often the reason why people break up is because they realize like, oh, I, I, I kind of don't want to do forever with you, right. which is why people cheat, but they're afraid to break up. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll hurt your feelings by cheating on you, but I don't want to hurt your feelings by breaking up with you. Whatever. People are dumb. Uh, but or they do the they do the cheating because they think like okay maybe that would like point me into the direction like I actually want to stay with you. Oh, that's uh, that's even lousier. But that's also a case for some that's people. Crazy. Um, but ideally, you know, one of two people they wake up in the morning and they're just like, hey, you know, I thought about it. I I don't want to spend forever with you. Mm-hmm. And they're gracious enough to let that person know, right? So that you can break up. Yeah. And then each person can find the per- the other person that they're really supposed to be with. Exactly. I just don't want to waste anybody's time. Yeah. I don't want my time wasted. Mm-hmm. So you have a conversation and you say, you know, oh, hey, Becky, like things are, are going really well. Um, right. But honestly, you know, I just, I, I don't feel like me and you were meant to be together. Mm-hmm. And then they want closure. Then they're asking you, like, let's work it out. What's wrong? And then you have that talk with them, sure. obviously, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. But I mean, you, you can have just like a, a really mature conversation to say, like, yeah, nothing is like wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I just don't want to be with you. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with you. Okay. There's nothing wrong with me. What if it's, the other person's dealing through something and you're not, you're not, you don't want to write it out no more? Like somebody's, they're going through some shit and you've been trying to support them, but now you're like, hey. Is I it think. something serious like a, like a drug addiction or is it like a kid or is it something like, you know, oh, they're just in a semester right now at school and no, they're just really it's stressed out? No, it's something serious. It's something serious. It's something serious that well, you knew going into the relationship kind of and you're like, okay, you know, like I'm going to help you. I'm going to support you. I'm going to write it out, but it's still there and it's well, just then, like, it's taxing you. Yeah. Honesty. Honesty. You know, you, you say like, let's, let's say that it is like a drug addiction because mm-hmm. that's like worst case scenario. Right. And you meet Becky and you know, she's addicted to cocaine. Um, and you're just like, okay, we're going to not do this. I'm going to be your support system. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'll also be your boyfriend. We could totally do this together. We can overcome together. Right. right. Um, if you're honest with that person, should then work. it should be fine. You say, Hey, this has been taking a larger toll on me than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. And I will still be here for you whenever you need me to be yeah. as a friend. 
but I'm having a hard time consolidating your drug addiction with our relationship. Right. Just be honest, you know? Like, I mean, people just try to be so sensitive and PC, and then they end up saying the wrong words. Yeah, I think we try to, like, I want to help other people help other people, but you also got to help yourself, too. So if you're dragging yourself along, too, and it's it's killing you, then... And then, like, what happens is, is that people say these soft little words, right? It's called pussyfooting, right? When you're trying to dance around mm-hmm. whatever you're trying to say, but kind Ooh, of still make yeah. your point. Yeah, we all done it. Uh-huh. And we usually do it in text. Yeah. Because we can't do it in person. Or, yeah, I mean, even worse. And then what happens is the other person who you're breaking up with doesn't understand. So they ask you all these questions. And mm-hmm. then it gets to the point where you just, like, explode. And you're just like, I can't do it anymore. Yep. And then, like, you've already crossed the line. Now you're like your drug addiction you are this and then it turns into a crazy blame game you're fighting the breakup's bad yeah. you know you're never going to get your sweater back and then like that's just <laughs> the end of things everything you buy you're not getting it back yeah. half your closet gone gone so honestly i think that having a mature conversation mm-hmm. a very very open and transparent conversation about your feelings mm-hmm. but then also one thing that you have to do is you have to draw lines in the sand and you have to sort of stick to them, okay? You can't say like, oh, hey, like I, I don't think it's working out. And then the other person's like, oh, my God, like I'll be so much better. I'll do this and that on this and that, you know? And then you're just like, okay, we can make it work. Now you're wasting more time. Yeah. Now you're wasting more of their time. Right. When I know that they want to be with you so badly, but if you already have a doubt in your head yeah. that it's not going to work out, it's not going to work out. Yeah. You know, like you wouldn't lie to yourself. Your gut wouldn't lie to you, mm-hmm. your mind and heart and put them all together. And it's your soul. Like, that's not going to lie to you, man. Yeah. Also, don't involve other people. It's also, don't you involve other Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's the best way. Like, if it, once you go through the breakup. So now, okay, it happened. You had a mature conversation. Now, just make sure the people that know about it are really just the inner 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 like the people that seen it since day one not some outsider maybe well you need one outsider obviously but don't involve the whole circle and just because that's when stuff starts changing and the story changes on you and then they're saying like some other bullshit like oh he did this or she did that type of shit so play it safe by just involving the real ones that know about it and if anybody asks like if you don't need to talk to somebody about it then hey props to you but most of us need to reflect with somebody about it and be like hey went through this breakup this is what happened did i do the right thing with and then obviously the other person's gonna be like hey on to better things and cheer you on on that boys but it's let it all out have that one person or two people that you can trust on and talk to about it and you know it's like life keeps going it's gonna be hard at first but keep moving on and yeah. uh but how that I, I really agree with that have that mature conversation that closure you want to have that closure with that person yeah. and make sure everything was said, everybody, everything was put on the table so now you can move forward because mm-hmm. you might share something with that person that, you know, later on you got to hit her up for it, him up for it, and you just want that closure at the end. Like, this is, we're done. Yeah. Done so. You know, and, and just like, like I said, you got to stick to your convictions, right? So, like, don't don't go back on your word. If you feel a certain way, then you feel a certain way. You know, be strong. And just like Tony said, you know, um, Breakups suck. Yeah. And nobody's ever going to. Nobody's going to have the per- perfect breakup. You're going to have a good two weeks, like in the beginning, that are going to be rough. And then yeah, it starts picking up. Or if yeah. you're a girl, vice versa, the girls obviously seem like they're doing better. Yeah. Faster. But, but I mean, just even on top of that, breakups happen. They're really bad. They're really hurtful, all these things. But 
the next day, the sun's going to rise. Your life will go on. You still got to clock into your job. You still got to do other things. You know, it's got to be like business as usual, you yeah. know, so keep yourself busy. Use, use that breakup to work on yourself. Yeah, Because we all need that time to work on ourselves. Even yeah. if you're with somebody right now, you probably are devoting half your time to that person. Yeah. So or now more. you're full time to yourself. All me. All yeah. in. All money in. No money out. Rest in peace, Nipsey. Rest in peace. Double up. Double, double, double up. So with that said, going to take a little brief intermission. Yep. And the next time you hear us, we're going to have Suju Kumar. Hey. And we're back, everybody. And just like we promised, we have a very special guest, Suju Kumar with Live Blist. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. So um, what we want, because you have a very, uh, very energetic and colorful life, mm-hmm. we want to know about it. We want to know the origins of Live Blist and how... You guys reached a year. Okay. Um, and then tell us about events. But before we get into that, tell us about yourself. So who is Sucha Kumar? Where did you know you grow up? What was your childhood like? And what prompted you to be the person you are today? Ooh, okay. I'm excited to share this because I haven't really talked about it. Um, so I'm originally from Orange County, born and raised. Um, a lot of the stereotypes you might have heard. Indian family, focused on education, all that good stuff. Um, is it true? It is kind of true, but I'll get to there. Because I've seen your brother on IG, you know, like he's wilding out sometimes. Yeah, so my, <laughs> my brother and I are totally not your ideal, like, ideal, like, Indian kids who would be, like, your dream kids for parents. So we were, like, really rebellious, and to this day, still kind of battling with my parents, getting them on board with like the health and fitness industry and kind of explaining to them like, this is a thing and it's not just like a hobby. You know what I mean? Um, but growing up kind of not the most normal. Um, my parents divorced when we were, I was in fourth grade. So that was pretty rough. Definitely a big change. Um, so my mom like really, really raised me. She was a mom and dad for me, like a big part of my life. Um, I did work for my dad although. So we did have like a kind of a different relationship, but I owe a lot of kind of my knowledge and experience with more business stuff to him just because of the work ethic he kind of instilled in me. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Um, but what, sorry. Yeah, At ahead. what point did you work with your dad? So like the divorce happened and like when you're in high school or? No, honestly, I was like maybe 12 years old and I started already writing newsletters for his company. Um, his company was all tech. So I had started, I always loved writing content, communicating with people. So I was doing newsletters and then just continued to pretty much help him sales marketing everything and then when you could officially get a worker's permit 15 and a half (laughs) is when i officially started like i'm on the payroll just everything (laughs) yeah yeah payroll everything still got paid minimum but did everything um he would honestly so he had like two different locations he ran an academy for kids doing technology coding robotics all the nerdy stuff stuff that i was totally not into but forced myself to do computer science and all of those things back then. Um, Kind of helped him run his entire company, even when he was away traveling. So learned a lot, kind of helped manage. And yeah, it was an incredible learning experience. So definitely wouldn't be who I am today without it. Um, 
my parents are total polar opposites. So I get, I would say, if you're familiar with like yin and yang, a lot of my yang side energy, like type A, that type of stuff for my dad. And then yin side, more calm and kind of grounded for my mom. So that was really awesome. I'm super grateful for both of them. Um, so throughout high school, kind of took like turn of events. Um, junior year of high school, I descended, decided to do independent study. I just like couldn't be in school. Like I was like, I can't be here. I couldn't be around all these people. So I started taking community college classes when I was a junior. Um, somehow got convinced that it would be cool to come back senior year of high school to participate in graduation, prom, all that stuff. Oh. Hated it. Mm. I basically had no friends. I'd hang out with my history teacher in, in my senior year of high school. Seriously? Yeah. Like, cause imagine like you're going back to community college and you're surrounded by all these people who, can I cuss on here? Yeah. Okay. They don't give a shit about like anything high school related. And then you come back to high school mindset, totally different. So it was just like, it was a really weird place. And throughout my entire life, my friends, everyone around me have always been older. I'm always the youngest one. I'm 22. A lot of people think I'm older. So. You're 22? Yeah. Damn. I know. That's another thing a lot of people don't know. So age reveals here. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So um, anyways, after senior year, did two years of college um, and I was sitting in a seminar I was like, why am I here? Like, I don't understand why people are paying $2,000 for this class. I can't. So I decided to drop out of school. And to this day, still get a lot of shit from it for my, for my parents. It's amazing because in San Diego, no one asks you, like, what's your degree? And that's what I love about here. Like, they just ask you, like, how oh, are you? That's amazing. I get asked so. that, like, all the damn time. You're in the yeah, wrong I don't industry, have buddy. A degree. <laughs> yeah. yes. It's also your industry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, that's kind of like me growing up. Um, when I was 19 years old, I moved to San Diego. It was, like, kind of one of the best decisions I made in my life. But I did not know, like, anything, anyone. So what triggered that? You're like, hey, I dropped out of high school. Like, let's go down south? Or is there somebody <laughs> that brought you here? Or what? Yeah, somebody who brought me here. Was I, it an ex? Yeah, so I... I fell in love super hard and then I was like okay like we're gonna move in together it's and I was like 19 years old dropped out of school moved in with a boyfriend all the way in San Diego you can imagine my parents were like what the fuck is happening you're like, wilding out yeah so definitely a change and I was just like I was in a like crazy mindset though because I was like at all these jobs, all these positions and when I moved here, I just let go of everything. So you have all these different things and I had a lot more ego back then as well. So like I was tied to so many things that define my identity and then coming here is just stripping all of that away. Um, I did get a really awesome job when I first came here. I started working at a brain health center. So they were focused on concu concussions and Alzheimer's, working with a lot of NFL athletes and then also older people who are kind of struggling with memory loss. So I got to do a lot of their marketing, education. That was amazing. But I was still like very, very lost. I was just like, what am I doing here? I don't know what I'm doing. Had like so many breakdowns, like all of the things. Um, and then I was working at a gym for a while and I set a goal cause I was like, it was membership sales and I was like, I don't really want to be doing this, but like, can I ask you which gym you worked for? Yeah. Aqua V. 
It's a it's like a very luxury gym in downtown. It's beautiful. Yeah. I actually get to teach there now, which is super, super dope. But back then when I was, you know, getting like a full time job, just kind of in sales, I was like, this is not what I want to be doing. Um, and I was there for four months. I set a goal to actually be there. And it was like I ended up leaving a lot sooner than I did. And from being there, I got an opportunity to work at um, a vegan supplement company. So I should have mentioned before when I moved to San Diego is when I kind of dove into being fully plant based. And then I also started like actually weightlifting, bodybuilding, training and getting really into that. So that was like so many different changes in my life going on because if someone's not used to really working out a certain way, they totally change their lifestyle, their regimen, their eating habits. Like it's just so many changes. Um, what triggered the plant base? Like, was it like, so I've always not really like eaten a lot of, like, I've never been like a meat person. I did love seafood, just kind of everyone being in Southern California. It's amazing. It's, mm -hmm. it tastes delicious. Like people love sushi, like, you know, tacos, all of that. Um, but for me, I think sustainability has been a huge thing. Um, uh, before I moved to San Diego, I got invited to work, um, a high school kids camp and it was focused on sustainability and solar power and i got to dive really into that i know another nerdy how thing. many jobs has she just named uh, bro like i lost count yeah. like, yeah. like, i know i'm like oh my gosh so where are we at right now like oh seven <laughs> so a far lot, <laughs> okay. a in the span of like I'm that person who likes to say yes to everything. And if an opportunity sounds dope, then I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. But that was part of an internship. Um, okay. Um, oh, hold on. So, so <laughs> we just, I'm sorry. We, we just like blazed through the last <laughs> 19 years right now. Okay. So it takes most guests like half an hour. We just did it in know, two. <laughs> you know, <laughs> all the things you mentioned, none of them have to do with yoga. Yeah. That's so yet. Hold yeah, on. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that is true. Um, I want to go back though because um, on your online bio mm -hmm. at uh, the Live Bliss website, mm -hmm. you mentioned that um, you took your first body pump class at sixteen, mm -hmm. and you you were afraid of like you know being the only girl in the class, but you eventually got over that fear. So for somebody who hasn't joined a gym yet and is possibly thinking about making a physical transition into you know more health conscious things. Do you have any advice for them? Yeah. So um, I think taking group classes was something that definitely changed my life. And it's so insane. I never thought I'd be the one teaching group classes or even facilitating events. Like it just didn't seem like a possibility or even a reality back then. But like you said, and like I said in my bio, taking that class really gave me a lot of confidence because I think now um, bodybuilding is very a lot more common and welcomed and very popular. Now it's very normal to see a lot of gals in the gym with the dumbbells totally by themselves, headphones in, everything. Um, when I was in high school, I never saw, you know, one girl on the, near, near the dumbbells, never, let alone like even just around the weights or even in the gym, very, very rare. Um, so it was very common if they were there to do cardio, Stairmaster, treadmill. Oh, you just touched on my fault. So you, you said <laughs> girl a few times there. Do you think that there's different expectations for women in the gym versus men? 
and like what's what's appropriate and not? I think that's changed over time. Yeah. I remember being in high school and the only thing I wanted ever was to be skinny. Like every girl, all of us. Like Paris Hilton. Just skinny. yeah, just yeah. skinny, just like super tiny skinny like that's all so obviously cardio is linked to that um, but there is not enough science kind of revealed to everyone about the fact that you could lift weights increase your metabolism eat a certain way see view food as fuel to actually speed up your metabolism and get to a healthy state where you could achieve whatever goals you'd like um and kind of to throw this out there i think in high school butts weren't in and I think they are in now all about like you know growing your glutes but that wasn't a thing in high school um and I remember that was something like growing up either born with it or you're not that was the thing in high school you're either born with a butt or you weren't yeah uh so that was like a you know like I think times have really shifted in the past like what few years even um so so many things have changed I think now there's different expectations and Every girl that I know, if I come into a fitness class, they're like, I want to focus on abs and I want to focus on my glutes. And I think that's awesome because they realize that you have to actually work out and build muscle and eat to grow muscle and to be fit and to sustain your energy in the gym. Oh, what a concept. So you actually have to eat food. Yeah. Crazy how people think the opposite. They think that not eating is going to give them the body they want. It's changing, but like growing you're changing. Up, <laughs> we're all changing. You we're change, all, bro. You're not the same no more. <laughs> <laughs> but like the trend, though, like as she said, like we were in high school and everyone just like was it was, and the knowledge wasn't out there as much. Like we would, couldn't go on YouTube. Like okay, yesterday, like two days ago, I went to Imperial in the afternoon. I usually go in the morning to the gym, but I went in the afternoon after work, and I've never seen people actually on the phone, at the gym, looking up a YouTube video on how to do a certain exercise. Like, you know, you hear about it, like people what? doing it, but they're actually doing it. And that it was, was that was like me back in like 2012, man. You were? What you, yeah. You were on my like iPhone 4, I was pulling up vids from Greg Plitt. Do you remember him? Rest yeah. in peace. Yep. He, he was my my idol back then. But to see multiple people doing it. motivational talks. Greg Plitt. Best. Oh, yeah. my God. I know. He I, has the best workouts on bodybuilding.com. Like, yeah. So good. Well, 100%. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's, he really kick-started me into yeah. the whole thing you know um i actually met him oh that's awesome i know he's like, right kind of crazy because he's not here i know S- sidebar <laughs> uh it was 2012 olympia in vegas i was like one of the first people in the door and then uh we walk over to his booth and starstruck and then a bunch of like the girls that worked for the same company same at the time were like mm-hmm. oh greg your fans are here and i was like oh whatever but yeah she was right <laughs> so, i'm here I saw Jay Cutler on Sunday. Who was the person that saw uh, Kobe and Shaq in the sandwich shop? That was oh, me. That was that him was right there. That, that, that was me. Was like, yeah. someone's randomly <laughs> seeing all these I know. people. Nobody believes me. No, but I did see Jay Cutler, though. Why? Where? At, at the Pendry. And I was starstruck, and I didn't even, like, I was, I, 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 I was like, okay, IG story. I'm like, no, I'm not going to be that creep. I'm like, whatever. And I just, like, let him be. He was with his two little dogs just to watch a big-ass bodybuilder walking down the streets of downtown. You know, it's funny. He was charging $5 a photo last time I saw him at the Olympia. Yeah, they, a lot oh of them were, God. though. Like, it, yeah. once they hit. I've never heard of that, charging for a photo. Uh, yeah. It wasn't. Wow. It was another bodybuilder, too. Uh I can't remember his name, but Ali Expo, the same thing, like 10 bucks and to Crazy. sign a calendar and buy your calendar and then you had to pay for a signature. So 
That's the dark Sucho. side. Mm-hmm. Where we left off with you and your extravaganza was that you... Ten jobs in for so far. Yes, but, but you <laughs> were working at a, a kid's clinic, the summer camp, but at the same time, you were reintroducing yourself to a life of fitness. Yes. So, growing up... I'll just rewind for a second. (laughs) Exactly. That was the sound. So my mom's the one who initially introduced me to yoga. Um, I was lucky enough. She not only taught me yoga, but she put me in classes when I was like five years old. So I was that person in class who'd be doing yoga poses, get in trouble because the teachers like, they're like, what are you doing? Just sit still. That person. Um, And then fast forward in high school when I took my first body pump class, I was pretty much doing just group fitness, pretty much just that class because I love the energy. It was super old school. I guess you could call it aerobics in a sense because it's going on tempo to the beat. So it's very feels intuitive almost to go to the beat. And then they would just give slight corrections and you're getting introduced to all of the basic fundamental body weight movements. So like bicep curls, tricep extensions, rows, deadlifts, squats, and you're just getting a taste of it all in one class. It's not focused on one muscle group. You're just working out your entire body. What do you prefer? Um, Now, it's shifted a lot. When I first moved to San Diego, I downloaded the bodybuilding app, and I would look at workouts and do, what do you call it, a bro split? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, push-pull, or was it like chest try, back by, lower body? It was really bro, with like no legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it would be like legs maybe like once a week, and now like because I think I was on the same program. <laughs> yeah, Still literally. Is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's just changed. Um, mm-hmm. And so, when I first moved to San Diego, chose to be plant based um, because of the sustainability factor, and then I kind of got into the health, and then um, found more of a connection just through I think growing as a person with like animals and the whole ethical side and it just kind of has taken like a full spin on everything um but yeah i got really into bodybuilding definitely boyfriend at the time had a huge influence on that so it was really fun like got to do that together and i think that helps immensely um having some type of buddy or support system that's kind of teaching you um and just showing you kind of like if you're uncomfortable with something. I remember for the longest time, like I couldn't do a lat pull down for my life. Like I just did not know how to find like mind muscle connection and engage, engage. Like it's a pretty complex movement if you're a noob and you just don't know how to like engage and know all your muscles. So it really takes a lot of honestly meditation and just getting to know yourself. Um, so that's how I was training. You just think about all those Facebook videos, right? <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I mean, to this day, I'll walk into the gym and see people either just totally like, you know, I think having the YouTube videos is amazing. Like there are so many people who break it down now and it's amazing to see so many women, I think more so women doing videos and doing all the YouTube vlogs than men these days and so much more resources. There was none of that when I was in high school and I was curious about it people were like why are you weightlifting like it was such a foreign concept can i can i ask you a question that's kind of like a tangent no it, it totally oh. sticks but okay. it's like a double thing like okay. a double-edged sword yeah yeah so i also totally support women in the fitness industry like uh, you know power to you sis you're looking great 
But do you do you feel like uh, do you feel like a lot of the IG videos that you just mentioned are more so women trying to sell their body for a larger following, aka clout, as opposed to actually providing functional information for somebody who doesn't know anything about muscular Ooh. movements? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, respect to everyone just putting themselves out there because I know anyone with a large social media following or just putting yourself out there in general is, I mean, you're being really vulnerable. Uh, however, I agree. I think, yeah, um, to a certain extent, I know people personally who may only start weightlifting in the first place specifically just for appearance. And there's not a single goal of building strength in their mind. Totally honest, though, when I first started bodybuilding, it was definitely like appearance was a huge driving factor. Like all I had in my mind was a six pack, big glutes and just like very curvy shaped bodybuilding type of body. And I was, it was very misleading because I would look at all these like bikini competitors, everyone on the internet. And I would think like, that's just real. That's sustainable. No one told me that that body only lasts for like a week max. Like no one told me it was so, it was just very, you know, I was so hard on myself. I remember when the first time I started like even tracking what I was eating and I was in such a bad place with food, although I was weightlifting and although I was still eating to grow muscle, it was just very convoluted. So I think, yes, there's a lot of women out there who are doing it more so for appearance, um, may not be a hundred percent real even as far as their bodies and then obviously there's the whole thing with editing and with angles and just mm, with all of that so you get you get you get your balance i definitely have you know some people that i look up to that like i think they're more real and they're really focused on educating people which i think is amazing super vulnerable and then there's also those people who are more so like maybe the people who used to motivate me and yeah. I would just be used to seeing all of their bodies on Instagram. I've actually like unfollowed pretty much all those people because I'm like, that is like really bad place to be in. And my whole goal with uh, just movement in general has like completely changed in yeah. the last two and a half, three years, like full, 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 full force. Well, I mean, I, I feel like men do it just as much as women, you know, like, I I'm I look up you know fitness things on IG so obviously that tracks and if you go to my search page on Instagram mm -hmm. it's like a bunch of like shirtless dudes and like booty yeah. pics you know yeah and like for me just like you said like that's not real yeah and also it's not educational yeah you know I mean like you can look great you can have that like banging body and stuff like that but if if you're not using it to its full advantage educationally and like you know for knowledge purposes. Um, then you're not really doing anything for anybody but yourself. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel like that's a lot of the, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like people are doing it for a class. I don't know. It, it's just yeah. like so watered down. I can't really find like a good IG other than yours. Very educational, by the Thank way. You. But that's like, you know. As you always know, you also notice that the OG, like the ones that were in it just to teach people have like drifted off. Like they, they won't post as much no more because they just see like, it's just so Watered down. Watered down. Like Matt Ogus. You don't see Matt Ogus a lot, but Matt yeah. Ogus was the original OG. Like, this is how you I, build strength. I, I honestly remember his YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. yeah, back in the day. Uh-huh. Him and the bottle for guys, you know? Like, yep. they were just, they were the, the crew. Like, you looked up to him for form. Yep. And they also mm -hmm. provided, like, the genuine, like, 
knowledge, relate to like them. how to do this, what not to do, what you should be. It's kind of disappointing when you meet some people from online, though, because like they portray because an image, and then you meet them, and you're like, you're and not they're really, shorter in person. They're shorter. You're not as ripped. Angles. Yep. Angles. Yeah. The angles yeah, are totally real. Right. Yeah. So if you look up to somebody, meet them in person first, and then. So <laughs> if you really want to be like them. So your your mom was key at introducing you to yoga, and that mm-hmm. was an influence in your whole life, right? And then you also mentioned that you sort of dropped out of high school, went to community college, went back to high school, and you were hanging out with a history teacher, so not very social. And then you moved to a new city with a, a significant other. So I'm assuming you didn't take your friends with you. So you're in a new city. Only person you know is pretty much your boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, working jobs. A lot of them sound really substantial, like working in a brain clinic and all these things, right? Yeah. But when I look at you and when I see your achievements and I, when, when I go to the Live Bliss website and your Instagram page, you're this like confident, badass chick who's doing yoga, who's doing group trainings, who's doing meditation and breathing therapy and all these things. So can you tell me how you went from being, you know, new in San Diego without many connections, you know, Kind of trying to trying to find your niche work wise, mm-hmm. not in school, to now, one year in being the CEO, founder, proprietor of Live Blist. You've got a handful of employees who work with you. You're the event coordinator. You're the yoga instructor. You're all these things. How did you become that from where you were when you left off on your story? Yeah. So, um, a lot of just. I think I mentioned before, like identity, identity crisis and just like not knowing, not knowing where I was. Um, And it really took time to, and as corny as this sounds like, I don't even think I had the law of attraction in my head, but really just being so confident in what you wanted and putting it out there and just really thinking, even just thinking about it. I honestly think that helped kind of manifest everything. So myself alone, I was already practicing weightlifting. I was getting back into full force yoga. Um, and I was, I after I was at the gym, that definitely kind of put myself back into the entire health industry. And to this day, I think that I, it was amazing to build connections. I think anyone in the health and industry, the wellness industry, working at a gym is definitely any type of studio, huge, huge key and can help a lot. Um, but from there, going into a supplement company that was based in San Diego, all plant-based, I was never into really into supplements, but that being so much part of health and wellness, that even kind of drove me further. Um, and so kind of bringing myself to really stand for like, this is what I want. This is what I like. Um, when I first started Live Blist, uh, it was actually nothing to do with events. Um, it was actually because I was kind of researching ways. I was stuck in this really, really difficult place. And I was like researching ways how to make money, honestly. I was just like, how do I, how do, I do this? How do I become more independent? Like, I'm a college dropout. What do I do? Um, I don't know if you guys have looked into Amazon selling, but um, I was doing a lot of research and Amazon sellers, they are a lot of videos on how some of them have become millionaires. And I was like, you know what? I have no idea if this is what I want to do. I'm going to try it out. Yeah. I was like, sign me up. Cool. Like, I'll give it a try. It seems really tangible. They have steps and they just walk you through everything. 
had no idea what I was doing, didn't even understand the concept of Amazon selling and what customers were looking for. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to choose a random product, get it from China. And it was headbands. And I was like, cool, these are sporty. I like this. And then came up with a random name inspired from my mom just hanging out with her. She was like, I'm feeling so blissed today. And I was like, okay, cool, blissed. Put it on the headband, order 500 of them, spend a grand. And I was like, all right, cool. Like these are going to sell on Amazon. Do whatever I can, maybe sell like 50 to 100. And I was like, holy shit, I'm losing so much money on this. Like I don't even know what I'm doing took it all off Amazon. I was like, all right, like, I guess I just learned about Amazon selling, but I spent a bunch of money on this. Cool. Um, Still had no idea what I wanted to do. Being at the gym and just taking a lot of classes myself, I've always, since the beginning, liked to take group fitness classes and attend a lot of events myself. I was like, no one's really just tying everything in together. No one is tying in the high intensity and the weightlifting and the strength functional training with the yoga and with even meditation. And I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to put together an event. And this is when I was at my full-time job, which I recently left in April, just this past April. So um, I was at my full-time job and I was like, hey, like, I'm just going to do this for fun. Um, Bird Park in North Park, which is right here, right where we're at. Um, And I was like, you know, I had gone to F45 a few times and there was an instructor I really liked there. I was like, hey, dude, like I have this idea. Would you be down to maybe take everyone through a 45 minute hit workout? And then I was at uh, this yoga studio called Saffron and Sage, which is in Mission Hills. Absolutely loved uh, the one instructor there. Her name's Tara. She just made yoga so fun for me. And I really clicked with her and I was like, hey, would you be interested in doing this? And then my teacher, who I did my yoga teacher training with, she has an amazing movement meditation she does. And I was like, do you want to kick off the event and take everyone through movement meditation? So I had three instructors and we did meditation, then a high intensity workout and then yoga. So the idea was you kind of get focused and then you go through a high intensity workout, flow through your yoga. That's kind of what I had in mind. I'd never seen an event like that. And I was like, let's go ahead and do that. And then I've obviously am very plant-based. So I was like, hey, I've never wanted to do anything that's like pro-vegan, go vegan. There's so many vegan stuff in San Diego. And to be honest, it seems very exclusive and kind of like a lot of them, they actually tell you, you need to be vegan to be part of this. And I'm like, okay, like I don't even call myself a vegan. I call myself plant-based. So I never wanted to kind of have an exclusive event like that. I kind of wanted to just be like, hey guys, like you can still get your protein by being plant-based, come work out and come try out some awesome like samples of food and drinks from local vendors that want to support. So I got a few local brands, amazing, amazing brands. Um, We got the SD Protein Company, obviously. They were awesome and that was a huge hit. Everyone loved the donuts. We got Rebel drinks. We got Rickaroons, a few other people. Um, and somehow I got 60 people at the first event. And honestly, I texted every person I knew, messaged all my friends. I was like, Hey guys, like I'm putting on this first event. Can you come? Like I have, I don't know what I'm doing. It's all in a park. It's going to be fun. (laughs) 60 people in a park. I don't even know if I could do it, but I'm going to do it at a park. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, okay, like this is for fun. And yeah, no permit, no nothing. I didn't know anything about that. And I was like, after I was like, Oh, I need to 
do all of that stuff. Like there are <laughs> rules. Um, but yeah, like that's kind of how it all started. But the first event was never supposed to be the first event. It was literally supposed to be for fun. Like I just wanted to do it for fun. I was at a full-time job. I thought I was going to be at this full-time job for at least five years. I was like, hey. You I'm- were going to settle down in the job after having like 10 jobs in the span of a year? Well, so this full-time job that I got, it was the job that I dreamt of when I was in high school. I, I envisioned myself in high school living in San Diego, and I'd always wanted to move to San Diego, so it just law of attraction like i'm telling you just put it out there it happens um and i envisioned myself walking around in downtown because i'd visited downtown san diego when i was in high school and i was like this is the most beautiful place ever i want to work here and i want to just be here and so no (laughs) i just left a job at downtown it was bad Well, so like high school me, I was just like mesmerized and I was like, that would be so beautiful to walk around here and get to work here. And working for a plant-based company that was all about sustainability and I got to do marketing and retail marketing and sales and events and expos and I kind of handled all of that there. So really definitely helped with experience of what I'm doing right now. But that was kind of like everything I wanted in a job and it was supporting my mission and it was in Little Italy, and it was so beautiful. I got to walk around Little Italy every single day, go to the farmer's market on my lunch break. I went to New York two times last summer for my job. Like, it was... I couldn't have asked for a better full-time job. Um, And so that's why when I said I was like, things happened really fast, and I was... I honestly imagined myself staying there for at least five years, building myself up, maybe having my own team. And they even gave me the ideas and they were like, yeah, we can see you doing this in the future, opening up this and taking charge of this. So that was so in my mind and live blissed the first event. It was literally just for fun. I was like, this would be a super fun hobby to do. Just get people together. Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty much. I think most people came for free the first event. And then maybe I charged like $5 a ticket. Um, and this is for like a two and a half hour event. Did you go so, under the name like the, so the first event, but wasn't your first event, which is a hangout. Was it, it under Live Bliss or no, was it just it like. It was just called Meditation Plus Hit Plus Yoga. I didn't even have a Live Bliss, Bliss handle, IG handle, anything. So this was just all on your own. How many people could I bring from my yeah two years in San Diego, basically? Yeah. So is it safe to say that you go to a place and you introduce yourself and at the end of the day, that person's like a friend of yours already because you're the connection. Like you open up to people. I noticed like usually every time I spend more than a minute with someone talking to them, we probably have like had some type of exchange and like a deeper level conversation. Nowadays, maybe it's like what stretch can you do that's going to help you like relieve this pain. But before it was maybe like how can we collaborate on this? It was all about collaboration. Like, let's get coffee. Let's get tea. A lot of the photographers and videographers I've worked with, like it's all started from friendships and mutual friends and um, like everyone's an instructor and trainer here. So I think it's like amazing. The community in San Diego is amazing for like a a company like this to really grow and flourish if Mm -hmm. you're being real with people. Definitely, because it yeah. it grew with you. Like it wasn't like you already had a following or you already had a support system. You were just like, "Hey, I'm just starting from." Exactly. No pun intended. From the root up, you know. And so Savannah, who is the lead hit instructor, or pretty much lead instructor for Live Bliss events, she helps a lot with everything. She came to my first event and I didn't even really know her. And then it was a mutual friend of ours. He's like, hey, like she came to the first event. I think you guys would hit it off. 
And just like that, she's now part of it. But just like that, so many people who've attended the events are actually my close friends now. And I met them because they came to one of my events. Mm -hmm. So it's been amazing. Like, I truly believe the people who come, it's just attracting such good energy people. Every event is always good vibes. You know, it's like, it's awesome. I'm super blessed. Uh, yeah. Or are you blissed? Blissed and blessed. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, so all that, the combination of meditation, therapy, breathing, mm -hmm. and then hit training to yeah. get the heart rate and then yoga to stretch the muscles mm -hmm. afterwards. Um, the people that instructed those classes, like, did they just sort of help out on a favor the first time? Yeah. And then after that, they're like, they're your staff now, right? So I switch up the instructors every event. I'm a big believer in like the entire Live Bliss platform. I've always wanted it to be collaborative and I've wanted it to feature different food vendors, different drink vendors and different instructors. That being said, for example, Savannah, she's No event constant. duplicates itself. Yeah, no events ever duplicate. Like every single one, even if it's been meditation, hit yoga in that order, it's been different instructors. But even then, like these days, I link up with different studios. So we've linked up with like Alchemy, which is a beautiful, it's more like a health spa in downtown Little Italy. So we've used their space and we've done uh, breath work and we've done like acai bowls and vitamin shots. And then we did one with the Movement Warehouse, which was yoga and a hit workout and protein pizza. Um, and warehouse. What does that ring a bell? It's in PB. That's right. Yeah. I drive by it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just honestly, like it's just everything that I've loved, like different ideas put together in an event. So it's kind of like, I want to say a game. I don't know. It's like a super fun game. Like I just take like, I'm like, I like this. I like this. I like this. All right. Does this fit together? I'm going to put together an event like this. That seems to match up. I really love food and i'm like after i work out i want to eat so i'm like i think that would be cool to incorporate food and kind of like create like a little bit of plant-based nutrition mission behind that and introduce that to people kind of share a little bit about sustainability but the focus is that people are coming for the workout experience i mean i don't know how you do it i just got i just i just feel like san diego is like the perfect market for something right, like yeah. that you know, she's got enough instructors to pull from. She'll never run short of an instructor. And yeah, and I, I also feel like Mark. those events are pretty unique. Yeah, just like you said, like nobody was really combining any yeah. of the the different forms. You know. Yeah. And I, I think that like the from the very first one, because I know that you said that none of them are duplicated, but like that that's like a really like conscientious way to break down a workout. That's awesome. So like you regulate your breathing and respiratory system, and then you shock it. And then the muscles that are now fatigued, you stretch for the repair. Yes. That's like that's like a really, I mean, you know, technically, ideally, that, that should be every workout that you do, no matter how small. But I don't feel like anybody does that. You do one, it's, you it's do one of the three. <laughs> Most of the people, including myself, when I go in to a workout, I'm like, all right, I want to get sweaty i want to make it super efficient i'm gonna go in like who's got time to stretch i just want to go in bang it out and then all right maybe like i'll foam roll for a second after <laughs> but then i gotta leave like i just worked out and 
you know, we're in that mentality like, all right, five minutes left. I want to burn my muscles out. So I'm sore as fuck the next day. And I don't want to spend the last few minutes stretching because that's not productive. Yeah. So we're in that mindset. But my mission for this entire thing is long-term health. So if you look at the motto behind us, let's do it for your long-term healthy heart, body, and earth. How, so yeah, I, just, I just want to ask, like, how, how hard of a selling point is that? Because just like you said, people don't have time. So I think it's a word of mouth now at this point. Well, yes. It itself. But I mean, like, you know, like your events are like two and a half, three hours. So how many people have time to fit in everything that you have to offer? I mean, how, how hard is it for people to like commit yeah. three hours out of their Saturday yeah. to an event? You know, I, mean, yeah. I, I, I can imagine. So. so the events, I've learned a lot because my in- original intention, like, you can call it as a business person, my original intention with the business or whatever. I was assuming if I did a meditation plus hit plus yoga event, I was like, perfect. Like the yoga is going to draw in the yoga people. And then the hit is going to draw in people who are probably doing functional training and hit and weightlifting. Perfect. This is awesome. And it really didn't bring either. Honestly, it brought people who wanted to come have fun with their friends, get a workout in and eat and just have like a fun feel feeling productive kind of active meditative yogic saturday morning or sunday morning so it really just drove in a totally different crowd um not so much like younger younger millennials but more so like i would say late 20s to late 30s and i was thinking like it would actually be a little bit younger but it was kind of a little bit older range and it was more people have just wanted to come outside the event started outside so it's really different and then you mentioned that there weren't really any experts there who were, you know, really well-versed in HIT or really well-versed in yoga. So is it safe to say that rookies are also kind of welcome to, to the events? You know, like people who know nothing. Always. Yeah. Like all levels. Like my, the biggest thing that makes me happy these days is when I, um, I like, I, I get a message, like someone DMs or they post from an event. And I remember this one guy just recently from the rooftop event, he was like, I've always been so scared to do a high intensity workout. And I finally did one at a live list event. And then same, same, like, likewise, like there's so many people who maybe always train with high intensity. They never take the time to do yoga. And I've gotten so many messages that are like, hey, like I just joined a yoga studio because I realized like I really needed this. And that combination was amazing. So that's like the biggest thing for me that I'm realizing that these type of events that combine everything together are is it's basically bringing people who maybe don't always work out, maybe work out once in a while, maybe are just scared to like get out in front with people or like hang out with their friends and work out, work out. And it's getting people out of their comfort zones and just having fun moving. I think that's amazing. My next step as I kind of scale live list up is not only to expand to different locations, but also to do more niche events that are targeting specifically um, people who are very well versed in weightlifting, high intensity workouts, or for yoga. So an example would be in April we did an event called Stretch for Strength, and it was restoration for the hustlers, and it was literally a targeted <laughs> kind of restorative class for people who are always on the go, always training, always sore. And it wasn't really for people who wanted to just have a fun time. It was really targeted at, targeted at recovery. Um, so that's kind of an example of like 
you know, the different demographics and how that's shifted and what mm. I've learned. Huh. I mean, yeah. let's take it back. Let's go rewind. Mm-hmm. First event happens. Yeah. You get positive feedback, obviously, from everyone there. Yeah. A light bulb rings like, hey, I'm going to run with this and just see what happens of it. Or it's like, oh, one time thing. It happened. It's over. What was the after the first event? What was the whole mindset? Yeah. So I was in the mindset of cool. This was awesome. Like this is a one time thing. It's all good. Uh, And a lot of people who came were like, when's the next one? Or a lot of people who didn't get to come, they were like, when are you doing one? I really wanted to come. I couldn't make that date. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess we'll do one. I guess we'll do another one. So I got uh, all three different instructors and they brought in their different communities. And then we got another set. I think it was like 40 to 50 people. But this time I... I think I charged $9 a ticket, still almost a three-hour event, different vendors. Um, And then I did another one and another one. And then after that, instead of just the meditation and hit and yoga, we switched it up. So we did like a hiking and breathwork event. And then we did the five-peak challenge. So that's like the mission trails doing all five peaks. And then we really started to shift it because it was winter time and – not only was I realizing, oh, shit, like I can't actually do these events in the park without a <laughs> permit. I need to legitimize my business and then get a license because I was calling the parks and rec people. And I was like, what do I need? Like, how do I do this? And they didn't, weren't giving me any information I wanted. And I was like, oh, like I need to figure all this by myself. But then my job is getting so much more intense. I was in the office for at least 12 hours a day. So I was like, how, how do I do this? Um, so I started linking up with different studios who were open to opening up their space. And at that time I was slowly building up a following and a community. I had content to show. So they're like, Oh, this is cool. Like we're going to get new faces in the door and then I'm going to have a place to host the event. So that's kind of how it trickled. And then we kept on switching up the events, the movement, the order, the instructors, and then so on. I commend you on the five peak, like getting that a group that big, like you can't even get one of your friends to go hike, but she got like, a group of like what 15 to 20 people to follow yeah. you behind you like the whole ig story the whole thing and the yeah the vibe so you, at that point you probably knew you had a community when you had yeah i was like i was like okay this is cool because at that time like i don't think i still had like very close friends in san diego but i was slowly meeting people who were like wanting to hang out and we're showing up at every single event and i'm like oh my god this is amazing like you're coming back to this like you're wanting to collaborate on this so then i was like okay it's time to not only make an actual instagram for it and not just my own but really you know take time to do content and to provide more education to fully put together an entire Mm -hmm. website for this and still have a job and still have a job yeah it was the job was getting way (laughs) super intense it was it was crazy i think uh, something that i really appreciate about the live bliss instagram is that the photos are photos of your patrons and your friends and their action shots having a good time and like you know like people people could use that for clout and Mm -hmm. like it could be like 300 photos of sucha you know Mm -hmm. And it could be 300 photos of like your instructors modeling your brand and stuff like that. But I really feel like just looking at the Instagram, however shallow that may seem, there's a sense of community. 
you know, like you see people enjoying themselves and there's really no, like not the same people in each photo. There's always like different people in the photos, which is mm -hmm. also outstanding because there are a lot of photos. Um, so it's like, obviously new people are showing up constantly or, you know, you just have such a great large following that you can just like get maybe three people in this shot and then like a completely different three people in this shot. And it's just like, it just looks like a fun time. You know, it really does. Thank you. Okay. They are a fun time. Sometimes I joke around like, I wish someone put together an event like this so I could attend. <laughs> you don't attend your own events? I mean, I'm she attending, does, but, but I'm, she doesn't have I'm it. like, I hope everyone's okay. I'm managing everything, coordinating. You also instruct too, right? I instruct and that's kind of on the, the smaller events. Like if I were to do a bigger event, I definitely would need like someone else helping to coordinate because it is so much work. So much work. <laughs> well, I'm currently a mar uh, marketing coordinator <laughs> for a mortgage broker. So if you need any help. This is your resume right now? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's like, um, on that note, she's like, she's looking that, at me like, yeah, do you have uh, a question oh, for I me? Gotta, I got to. Uh, <laughs> Let's move on <laughs> from that. For real, though, like, I'm finally getting to that point where I'm like, okay, like, I know exactly what I need to do to scale up this company which feels so weird to call it that but i just recently a few months ago it's officially an llc so like it feels weird to call it that but i'm realizing like yes if i want to scale it up i actually need help i need the people who rock at the stuff they're good at to do what they're good at because even though i don't work full-time anymore and i teach a little bit and i technically have more time to work towards this like just creating and coordinating the event itself and scoping out the talent and being active, like going oh. to classes myself in the community to find the people. I, I always feel like, you know, I don't want to just be like, yeah, so you, you take teach an instructor class. class before you even think about having them totally. on board. Totally. Oh, I mean, that's awesome. I get people who ask me like, can I instruct at your, at your events? They've never come to an event before ever experienced it don't trust them and they kind of just want like the exposure and i'm noticing that like more and more now and i'm kind of or if they come to an event they expect to come for free and it's like it's very interesting as you kind of grow with your events and everything like how people communicate i totally don't expect a free invite to the next <laughs> no event. i would love for you guys to come <laughs> um, we also have our one year anniversary <laughs> party so if you guys are free friday it's at june shine it's gonna be super fun friday like in like this Friday. Like tomorrow. Please. I'm so there. Yeah. And awesome. it's going to be the first non-workout event. It's just a chill time for everyone to hang out and celebrate. So this goes live on a Thursday. You're listening to it on a Thursday. Head on over on a Friday. I'm out of town. But Turn up. I'll be there in spirit. Yes. You're out of town? I'm out of town. What? I'm out of town. All right. You don't have to oh, tell me on. on the air, but <laughs> what? All right. No, that, that's not fair. We made an agreement that he's not allowed to go out of town without clearing it with me first. So It's, it's in our contract. <laughs> the... Quitting your job though, like, what was like? Okay, so you're it's a it's a salary. It's not a salary. I don't know if you're salary hourly, but it's like you know you're gonna make a significant amount of money and doing this, and now you have Live Bliss, which is like it's doing great, but at any moment that could fall. I seriously hope that you were hourly working twelve hours. You got to make that OT, right? It was salary. Oof. Oh no! Whoa. It was a startup, and to clarify, so I I don't know like how much I'm able to go into detail because I don't know what the rules and regulations NDA. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just to clarify, so it was very interesting. Um, I feel like it was a very like mutual parting of ways because I think they had probably sensed that I wasn't fully in it 
they're definitely kind of concerned about the fact that I was spending time teaching and running a company while working a full-time job that I was, I mean, you know, I was spending a lot of time. It was a small company. Everyone had multiple roles. Um, but I think it was about like March of this year. Um, I kind of had this awakening, um, I think there's different resources that can help you get to those awakenings. So anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember Edibles. <laughs> not quite, but, <laughs> uh, but, uh, I was like the, the first thing I said, I was like, um, it's time for me to leave. Like it's, it's time. It's really time. I thought I was going to be here and stick it out for a few more years, but like, I don't know why I didn't believe in myself and tell myself I'm ready. Like it's really time. And this is the first time in my life that I've been at this job, not looking forward to driving to work. Like I was so used to almost for a full year driving to work, smiling in my car, being so grateful and literally every day being like, thank you so much universe for like bringing this to me and like giving me this opportunity to be here and all these opportunities the job was giving me. And starting in like January of this year, all the way till March, like I was getting into a really, really bad place. And I didn't realize it was fully because of my job. I was so unhappy there because their attitudes were kind of shifting. And I was really pulling away because I was in that mindset. And I was like, I'm doing all of this like retail and marketing sales, like events and expos. And all I can think about is how I want to be working on live bliss. Like, why am I not doing this for myself and it was coming to that point where I was starting to resent where I was working at because mm. I felt like it was taking away time from literally my baby, which was Live Blissed. Um, and so in March, I was like, yeah, it's time. Like, I really need to go. I don't think I have the balls to quit. Like, I really didn't have the balls to quit. And I was like, this, it just needs to happen though. Like I'm going to put it out to the universe and I'm going to say like, Hey, I'm ready to go. Whatever you need to do to help me go. Let me go. Please, please, please. ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky. Yeah. April, they call me in and then, and, and given like a week before I had just gotten a raise and been offered shares in the company. And then they had gotten a new VP of sales. Everything kind of shifted and I get called in and a part of me kind of knew what was going to happen. And I was like, holy shit. And then I was like, wait, I feel like this is totally meant to be. And they call me in. They let me go. They say my position has been eliminated. They're going to be moving to Texas, I believe, is where they they were moving. And I was like, I'm not going there for sure. But also, like, I think this is exactly what I asked for. And I was like in such amazement because I literally put this out just three weeks ago and I was like holy crap and it was a shock because I was I was genuinely gen genuinely pissed just like anyone would be letting go um I was like wow like I've worked my ass off not even getting paid a lot salary job putting in 12 plus hours giving up lots of my weekends for events expos even the days that I would take off for vacation I was still working all the time on my phone I would wake up go to sleep just thinking about this job. Um, but mm -mm -mm. yeah, yeah. You, uh -uh. you gotta, it was girl, time you got to cut it. <laughs> Literally all, all my friends, all my friends had even been like, yo, they're taking advantage of you. Like you can't be here. You gotta know you're right. Yeah. And so I think they got the vibe and I put it out and I honestly think like 
everything was meant to be. And I think the biggest transition from then and that I'm still kind of dealing with now is like making that financial switch because you're so used to your constant paycheck. And I was to a point where I was getting paid enough where I was very comfortable, um, kind of getting too comfortable. And I think that's why I was unhappy because I wasn't growing. I kind of plateaued. I was plateauing with my events. I was like, all right, this is happening. This is a monthly thing. And I'm not being challenged. Like I'm able to sustain these events because I'm getting income and I can put my extra income towards these events. And I think as an entrepreneur, I mean, you need to go all in and like, eventually not right now but that would be so cool if live if live bliss was fully feeding me and fully taking care of me and not only myself but if I was able to get the whole team on board everyone be balling you know what I mean like and just support everyone being able to offer better events for everybody so I'm so grateful for the company I was with for letting me go because I didn't have the balls to do it myself like I said and like since then my life has changed every week is such a it's a trip it's crazy uh but I kind of went full force into teaching and I thought it would be I mean it's really difficult actually to get classes at places you want but I teach at all of my favorite gyms ever and I teach all the classes that I love to teach and my schedule is full of classes like at a good amount and then the rest of the time I work on live bliss and then yeah, that's where I'm at. Right full now. time to full time twelve hours to probably like a what a six hour workday kind of if you Yeah, like teaching maybe like a class or two in the morning, class or two in the evening, give or take. More flex. Uh, yeah, more flex. And then I still, you know, I have to keep my weekends pretty much free because those are the times I do events. So So let's uh let's, let's talk about the events for a minute because I'm curious. How do you host a yoga event at a pool party at the Lafayette? How do you even do that? So that one, <laughs> I'm teaching a class there, but okay. it's my friend who's hosting the event. And I've known her for quite a while. And I know she's linked up with the hotel. This is the third time she's doing the yoga pool party there. But she features different instructors. And so myself and Savannah, we're going to be teaching a movement fusion workout, which is... Water aerobics. <laughs> no, actually. So movement fusion is something that I kind of came up with within these last few months. And it's something I'd really like to push forward. So for so long, I was creating these events that were kind of separate. So it was meditation separately, yoga separately, hit separately, and everything was kind of a divide. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like animal flow, primal movement, and then just overall functional training using body weight, but it's a way different way of moving your body. And a lot of times there's just this divide in the fitness community in general and yoga. It's like, that's not yoga. That's not fitness. That's not hit. Like what's, what's this, what's that? So movement fusion is honestly, it's a blend of yoga, a primal movement, um, so if you think of like bear crawl kind of movements, shoot throughs, um, almost like burpees, but a little bit more controlled um, and then just high intensity workouts. So that workout called movement fusion really ties everything together. And now that we've actually built a following that they're more familiar with the combination of all the movement. Now I'm finally at a place where I can be like, OK, this class, this experience we're providing you're coming in knowing that all of the movement has no boundaries it's all fused together 
and it's there created for your long-term health of your muscles, of your joints, of your heart. It's training your heart in several ways. It is training your muscles in a sustainable way. So although I love weightlifting and although I love high intensity workouts and yoga, for me personally, I believe if you're just, just sticking to one and not doing anything else, even once a week, it's not the most sustainable long-term. And that's different for everyone. Everyone has their different levels. Everyone has something they kind of click to. But I've met so many people who never work out with high intensity. And I've met so many people who never stretch. And you can kind of tell the way they build muscle, the way their joints move, even simple lateral bends, how their body moves. And you can tell, you know, how, how it all moves. One hip higher than the other. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I agree, though. Like, that's not sustainable because, like, you go in a funk. Like, even if you're just all bodybuilding, you know, like, after a while, you're like, I'm tired. Of it. And you take a whole week off and you try to jump back on the train because you're like, that's all I know because you never open up your eyes to anything else. Because that was kind of like my thing like a year ago. Like, I was in the scene like, hey, I got the split doing 7-5-3 August, you know, great. But then you get tired of it, and then I went more now into the functional side of it, and it just opens up your eyes to what's there's really much more out there than just the typical bro split. Like you got to stick to doing this. Just open your horizon, do more, mm-hmm. take a different class. You can honestly ask Roy. Uh, he, he's my workout partner in the mornings. Um, I've been I've been doing some crazy shit in the morning for working out. Like, just so that I can, number one, make his life miserable between <laughs> 5 and 6.30 in the morning. And then also to, like, you know, shock his body a bit. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've been doing some crazy exercises in the morning. Do I remember them? No, because it's 5 a.m. But I know they're crazy. Different, too, for you. Yes. Yes, it is. I'm normally used to just a lot of high compression. Um, but I, I've, been, I've been switching it up. I've been, you know, throwing some things in there. It's a good thing to do. Like, yeah. not stay like she came from the background of just like going to the gym with a regular split and then oh I, I have a her, weird question for you mm-hmm. uh the boyfriend who bodybuilded that you whatever started yeah. the whole thing with uh w- was he on the live bliss train or did that go before you started live bliss he was actually number one supporter to this day we're best friends That's like dope. he is literally one of the biggest like inspir he's one of the most woke people I know for sure. Amazing music producer, works full time, has really shown me like work ethic and got me into the bodybuilding. Um, he was the one who actually pushed me to try out like the Amazon selling. And then when I wanted to do, to do the events, he was like, yo, just believe in yourself. This in, like entire time, number one big supporter. So I'm so thankful for him. And uh, wow. yeah. So yeah. before this, before you came in, Joey had like a 15 minutes of just like what's up in our mind and what we've mm-hmm. been going through. And um, one of our follower, one of our listeners reached out to me and, and said, hey, going through a breakup. Have you guys ever touched base on it on the episode? And I'm like, oh, kind of. But we were not mature enough. And now we're mm-hmm. kind of more mature. So how do you deal with the breakup for the listeners out there? Yeah, Um I think my my situation is very unique because a lot of times when 
I tell people I'm best friends with the guy I dated and who was like probably like the first love. It's not supposed life. to happen. You're supposed to let him go. Yeah. That's you and you know, a lot right? of times I talk to girls and like, it's not that I don't want their feedback or their like what they're saying. It's just, I think they've had really negative scenarios and I'm really blessed that, you know, the guy that I was dating was amazing. And I think we were just, at peace with we were both at really different places we were both like really going after aggressively our dreams and our goals and just being young like there was no really time to commit and I think there was a lot of growing I know I've grown immensely because this is actually the first time I've spent so much time by myself like I'm right now I'm honestly a grim I spend if I get a night for myself I love to spend time with myself. So I didn't really get that. I mean, I was 19, moved in with a guy right away. And before that, I was in another long-term relationship and I was living with my parents. So I was like, this is the first time I'm really experiencing just kind of all of the feels. Um, when we kind of ended everything, it was super hard. Like we were best friends. We lived together. Um, we even had an Instagram that was like a joint in Instagram. Like what? we were a power couple. Yeah. We were a power, like health, fitness, plant-based couple. Yeah. I think a lot of the people who know me from like a while back, they'll recognize it was called bubs and gigs, but like I have probably YouTube videos that are still out there and I don't mind if you like link them up or whatever, but like they're nah, super nah, funny. Would, nah. They're super funny. Like they're hilarious. And yeah, like that was, it was super crazy because literally every part of our lives were intertwined um, and kind of like going through a breakup and separating all of that. Like you definitely go through those feels when you're that close with someone. You're like, how am I doing life without this? <laughs> like this all doesn't matter. And like this relationship was so close to me and it was for sure super hard. Um, but the way that I kind of, became at peace with it was realizing like really just not taking it personally. I think taking your ego out of everything and realizing like this is not something you should be taking personally. This is the best thing for you at this time and the best thing for that person. And you really never know what's going to happen. But right now for you to focus on what's important, like that's what you need to focus on. And I think for me, um, with friends, with relationships, like I really value all of that, um, but I know where I want to be in the next few years and where I want to set myself up for, like for a family later on and wherever that is. And I know I was like, you know, especially as a girl, I think some girls can be like, you know, I need this, I need that, and I need you to spend time with me. And there's these things called love languages, right? So mm -hmm. like one of those love languages is someone actually spending time with you for taking the time I think that's for me one of the ways I uh, like that translates to me and I wasn't getting that and then I took a step back and I'm like wait but like I don't even have time to spend time with this person so that's kind of being hypocritical um, hmm. so I think lots of just like asking yourself questions getting to know yourself more um, and then if it's appropriate, if it's a situation where you can be friends with them, you definitely have to be at peace with the fact that like you're really happy for them no matter what happens. It's really not possible if there's still like lingering feelings and jealousy. It's very hard to still be friends with that person. But yeah. um, I think just really 
allowing yourself to take the time apart and ask yourself several questions, do a lot of healing. I was going through my yoga teacher training when I was going through the breakup. It was a perfect timing. That perfect that timing. Landed. Yeah. I remember like going to my training that that one weekend. And when you do yoga trainings, they're usually several hours for a weekend. That weekend that right after it happened, I was literally like crying during the entire time and everyone <laughs> knew. And I was like, I don't even care. Like this is, I was like devastated. Gotta let um, it out. Yeah. But, uh, but going through that, like you're doing so much soul searching and I think just diving into whatever it is, whether that's weightlifting or just working out in general or doing something where you're really, truly focusing on yourself and self love, not like I want to get a killer body because I just broke up with this person. Like definitely not that, but more so like, wait, I want to really be okay with being by myself and going through the breakup made me realize how not okay being by myself was like, I was feeling so weird just being in my room by myself and like not having someone to hang out with or like spend the night with or whatever that was like, that was really weird for me. And I was like, Whoa, like I'm not okay with spending time with myself. That's not okay because eventually I need to grow up and take care of a lot of things myself and I'm not always going to have someone to lean on. So, yeah. Wow. Very, very wise for 22. So if, so if you listen to our in the beginning, don't I didn't know that <laughs> shit at 22. I had no idea. We No, wow. we, we had a different mindset, yeah. different game plan, different... Uh, Yeah, you knew me at 22. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, um, what what's the next event coming up? And then Friday, I, I would. Well, I mean, not June that shine. kind of event. Be there, but like an actual, you know, motion fusion yeah, yeah. event. Movement fusion. Mo- movement. Yeah, I yes. said that. We're gonna re-record. He's gonna scrub right over it. <laughs> movement fusion <laughs> event. So uh, there's cool. two oh. events where we're. It's kind of in collaboration with. So. Um, this coming Sunday is vibes fitness festival also put on by a friend of mine, but it's supposed to be like the biggest fitness festival that's happening in San Diego. So live bliss is going to be a vendor there and we're offering a class from 3 PM to 4 PM, which will be the movement fusion workout. But as far as a live bliss specific event, um, August 18th is the soonest decided date. We're potentially doing a pop-up in July, but that would be announced like on Instagram on the website. But August 18th is the next official, official exclusive Live Bliss event. And we are partnering up with, um, it's a place called High Street Kitchen and Tap in Kearney Mesa. And they have like this beautiful bar restaurant space as well as a parking lot. And it's going to incorporate really amazing, yummy food. Um, it's going to have... Uh, kombucha tea healthy drinks healthy food and then we're gonna take everyone through a workout so high intensity workout yoga and meditation and challenges as well hey. nice you i there? think uh, i think so are you gonna be out of town i think i'll make it there all right <laughs> it's also sunday 9 a.m to 12 p.m damn it i work sundays now my, yeah my schedule is sunday to thursday so i only have friday saturday off Wow. Do you have any Friday Saturday events? Usually not, but we're working on kind of switching it up. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah Sundays please. are like yes. yeah. Sundays, damn. That's I know, I know. I've I know. tried Saturday events and way more people come to Sundays, so yeah. I'll be there. I'll rep yeah. it. I'll rep the podcast as well. But we're switching everything up. I believe 
So we haven't confirmed, confirmed the date yet, but September we're partnering up with a yoga studio in Bird Rock, which is beautiful. And it's most likely going to be a Saturday event. If I wanted to just take one of your yoga classes, though, without having like a specific gym membership, like at Aqua V, do you teach at any locations where like walk-ins are welcome? Yeah. So any of the classes I teach, I can always bring in a free guest. Um, and I feel like more people should take advantage of it because I teach at pretty cool places. Um, but Aqua V is definitely beautiful. It's four stories. Um, it has like a rooftop pool, sauna, steam room, and I teach yoga as well as rooftop hit there. The yoga is really great. If you are training like how you are doing, it might be really nice for recovery. Um, and then have you guys heard of yoga six? Nope. Nope. Okay, so have you heard of Core Power Yoga? Yes. Okay, so it's pretty similar, but it's more San Diego-based. It's a beautiful studio, has a few rooms. They have heated classes and non-heated classes. So another class you might appreciate if you're training a lot is a deep stretch class. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm. so I teach that Thursdays at 3 p.m., but I usually sometimes sub a few other classes. And then following that at 5 p.m., I teach a Sculpt and Flow so if you guys are familiar with yoga sculpt, that's a, another popular class a lot of people are into. I love teaching that class because you basically get to warm up everyone with yoga and then you you really t- do take them through like a high intensity workout with lighter weights, but it's pretty killer. I know a lot of guys come to that class and they're dripping sweat too. And mm. then you close it off with yoga. So that's kind of the yoga sculpt. So Nice. Yeah. I think yeah. that I can get behind that. Yes. That would be cool. To mess with it. Yeah, still haven't done yoga. Still, um, still okay, do never yoga. done yoga. <gasps> oh yeah. my gosh! Banished. That's crazy. But live bliss experience has to be your first yoga, then. Okay. Oh, you gotta okay. wait till August. Damn. Damn. <laughs> that, that July pop up better come in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 We're I th- we're doing one in July for sure. We're just kind of confirming dates because we. Okay. It's really awesome. I was at that point where. I when I first started Live Bliss, I was literally emailing every single studio that I loved and that I tried out looking for opportunities. And now it's come to a place where I'm not reaching out and people are reaching out wanting to collaborate, which I'm super stoked awesome. and grateful for. So definitely a lot. I do have to kind of limit events to one event a month because based on just what's sustainable and then also more than one event a month, I feel like it doesn't give someone like something to look forward to for people as far as what fits in their schedule you can't plan for it exactly the other thing is that i am going to be doing events in orange county very soon la and possibly other states so i don't want to announce anything yet because nothing is confirmed but i am like in the works of that so i'm super excited on the road again yes (laughs) nice that's cool. All right. I was thinking about that too. I was going to ask her a question. Like, so is Liv Bliss going to go outside of San Diego? So she just answered it. Perfect. Uh, it's going to go worldwide. Moves. World. Ooh. It's going to go global. global. It is. Yeah. I could, I'm pretty sure there's other people sense. already following, you know, that are with that method and probably are trying to piggyback on it. But, well, you're the one, you're the original. I think that, I think that it, it sounds really great. And I, I could really appreciate you just wanting to spread um, knowledge to people who wouldn't otherwise know. So, Thank you for that. I think that Live Bliss is a pretty solid brand that you Thank got you. going there. Um, yeah. I I mean, that was awesome. Thanks for sharing your story. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, where where can people find you? Uh, all your tags. Go ahead and list them off right now. Um, we're going to also tag 
live list, your personal IG. Uh, if you have YouTube or anything like that, let us know. We'll put it on there. But again, I'll be there on Friday. He won't be there on Friday. And then we'll both try to make it. He will the 18th, but I'll, I'll try to get off work. Okay. I'll try to do a Saturday event in July. We'll Just see. for me. We'll switch it yeah. up. Just yeah. for me. <laughs> um, okay. You said tags? Yeah. Anything. Okay. Anything Hit me. So uh, website is bliss.live. It pretty much just has the event lineup. So no .com. Just bliss.live. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my personal Instagram is my first and last name. So that's Sucha Kumar. S-U-C-H-A. One of the few that can like take the whole name and they have to put an underscore. Because like no one it's very. No one else. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the Live Bliss Instagram is just Live Bliss. So really cool. I just got Live Bliss. Um, and then Facebook is the slash Live Bliss YouTube is Live Bliss. Um, everything Live Bliss. Everything just Live Bliss. Just Live Bliss. Live nice. Bliss, period. Yeah. That Tony, awesome. where can they find us? They can find us at, at Nothing Lose Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube as well. Go subscribe on YouTube. Show some love on the YouTube. Uh, yep. As always, guys, it's been real. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing it. Thanks for following us. Yes. Thanks for just taking time out of your day to listen to somebody else's story or just listen to our comments and what we had to say interaction uh any suggestions on upcoming guests let us know as always slide in the dm or contact me uh don't contact joey he don't won't don't don't he'll leave you on red don't contact me ever <laughs> you know what works though hey have you ever like texted somebody and then you hit the thumbs up oh my god response? he does it to me all the time whatever <laughs> it, all it right. works though take so us anyways, out though take us out it's been like always we love you till next time Hope you have a great day. Uh, go to the event on Friday. It's linked. Uh, so I'll be on the gram all over the place. And yeah, just show some love to local people that are doing local things and spread the love. Live bliss. Peace. Peace. Peace.